Welcome, baseball fans, to Running the Bases. We have a very special edition today. We are stepping off the diamond and on to the gridiron to speak with Mr. Orwin Smith, Georgia Tech A-back class of 2012. Orwin, how are you? Good, sir. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. Thank you. The pleasure is all ours. Um, it's just me today. Usually I'm joined by my co-host, uh, Jordan, Coach Jordan Bounds. But um, even though we're a baseball podcast, when you have the chance to interview a D1 star athlete, you kind of do it. So here we are. And, man, you must be flying high right now after yesterday's Georgia Tech-Georgia game. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a great game. And uh, it had me on the edge of my seat the whole game. Yeah, where was that seat? Where are you in the world right now? Um, I'm I'm back and forth between Atlanta, Georgia, and Columbus, Georgia. Um, Columbus is it's probably like 30 seconds away from my hometown, Phoenix City. So I'm I'm back and forth there um, almost from week to week. Yeah, and uh, um, did you uh, were you watching the game with friends or just you superstitious type, just watching it by yourself? No, I was watching with friends and family. Yeah, were they? Did you have a, a room divided? Did you have some Georgia Tech and Georgia in there? Um, I, well, I, actually, it was it was more of like Georgia Tech and, and Alabama fans, especially you know from my area. So, uh, but yeah, but a, a lot of people were surprised that Georgia Tech pulled that one off. Yeah, but I bet you weren't. Oh no, not at all. I mean, I, <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I played with a lot of them guys, and just from watching them all year. I knew this year, if any year, was was was, was a high chance of them guys beating Georgia. Yeah. Well, um, we're, uh, you know, again, we're a baseball podcast, um, uh, specifically, but, um, I, I, I went to a small liberal arts school in the Midwest, but I'm from Georgia, from Atlanta, and I have family on both sides. So, you know, I'm my own house divided, but, um, yeah, yeah but, uh, I have never been to this game and Vince Dooley actually is an in-law of mine. And we're actually going to have him on the show a little later, hopefully, as well. But um, I've never been to this rivalry game and grew up watching it. And I, you know, finally, you know, just decided to see if I could pull that string and play that card. And uh, his daughter, Deanna Dooley, who I went to carpool with her son, got me a ticket up in the club level. And it was one of it was the most incredible uh, sporting event I've ever seen live. And you had two kids that. Uh, two tech kids that um, they bought tickets from a scalper for $10 after the first quarter. And their names are uh, Tim Tijagan, who is an industrial engineer, and Nick Henderson, a civil engineer. And mm-hmm. they they took the brunt of 90,000 fans, and I swear to you, they changed the outcome of that game. <laughs> I was so impressed. I sat over, and they just – they right around uh, – Right about this, the the second quarter, late in the second quarter, they just uh-huh. er, they just erupted and started talking trash, and everybody was like, "Shut up, nerds!" And I, yeah. I, I'm telling you, they they had your back yesterday. I think they changed the whole course of that game. So nice. <laughs> yeah, that was, it, it, that, was, that was definitely a. Um, it was, it was, I mean, it, it was surprising. I, I can't admit that, but um, man, yeah, that, 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 that was a great game. What was it like for you playing in this game back in uh, 2012? It was not a, a positive outcome for Tech, but what was it like, the atmosphere, being in Athens and being an integral part of this rivalry game? Um, it, it was amazing, as, um, as it was my first, my first three years. Um, I actually didn't play in 2012 because I had injured my, my ankle the week before the Georgia game. 
I, I was so I was so disappointed um, that I actually missed the Georgia game my senior year. But um, I, I I played in the, the the first three years when I was there, and uh, yeah, that's that's a big game. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if one one team is up by fifty or it's a tie game. The atmosphere and the excitement is the same throughout the whole game to the to the um the end of the fourth quarter. And um, I mean, it's, it's it's one of those games that no other game can 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 um, compare to it throughout the whole season. And you know, you you almost wait all year just for a game that really doesn't count. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Is it safe to say that you would have traded a a, a a large handful of the wins you collected in your career to to beat Georgia one time? Yeah, I, I, I would have. I mean, they beat me four times in a row, and I and and it just it just hurts me because we actually had a good chance at beating them. I think two times when I was there. I actually remember. I, I think it was my sophomore year when we were down there, and um, we missed the extra point to tie the game. It was it was. I mean, it, it was crazy, but. Um, yeah, I really wish I could have beat them. Yeah. Well, you know, we we talk a lot, Coach Bounds and I, about what it's like, the mentality of players and, you know, coaches, uh, all things sports, but, you know, baseball first and foremost. For you playing college ball as a college athlete, was there a lot of camaraderie with the other sports on campus? And, and specifically, if you could talk about baseball, that would, that would, of course, be great for us. Mm-hmm. Did you find yeah, that? it? Yeah, it, it was, um, and that was one of the main things um, the the AD actually wanted to implement was a a more I guess um, more of the the athletes communicating with each other and actually getting to know each other, and they and, and um, they, they were actually thinking about moving different sports and. Um, into one dorm room that way that we all can get to know each other and not just be around each other all you know the same the same guys that, that one sport all the time and um and and um when i when i think back football and baseball were actually the two that hung out the most um i don't know why but whenever whenever guys went out um to to the France or even just out in the city it was always usually football and um baseball players so um I think it's I, I don't really know what what connection it was that we had, but I just think everybody kind of got along just from just from how um, the vibe was, and you know guys love to you know be silly and and just just have a good time. So I think that's that's how we really communicated and connected. But did you ever uh, did you ever sneak over to Ross Chandler and try and take a few cuts? <laughs> no, so I, I, I I've never been over there. Um, I've I've been in the weight room a couple of times and you know hung out and and got to actually meet some of the guys when I was hurt my junior year when I had surgery I used to always go over to the baseball um, facilities and things and um, do do uh, conditioning and that was the time I actually got to know some guys that I didn't really know much of. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we talk a lot. Uh, Coach and I did an episode about how you know. Young athletes these days, and 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 tell us when did you when did you actually start playing football primarily? I I, I assume that you probably tried out the other sports growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean when when did football become my only sport? Well, well when did it become your primary focus as a as an athlete? Like when did you know uh, okay, football is what I want to pursue while I'm yeah. in school and and hopefully beyond? It was it was actually my my eighth grade year. Um, I had been playing since I was seven, but um, I only played football when it was football season. Outside of football, you'd never see a football in my hand. Even though it was the best sport I was good at, um, 
never really cared about playing football when it wasn't football season. And going to my eighth to my ninth grade year, you know, when you go into high school, you start having summer workouts. And um going into my ninth grade year, that's when I was like, Yeah, you know, I'm I wanna actually you know, play football even during the summer now. You know, I, I used to go up visit my dad every summer and um that's actually when I when I started taking it more serious and, and I just stuck with football. Well I played other sports, um, obviously, but football would definitely became like that. This is what I want to do later on in life. Yeah. Well, coach and I discussed how, you know, there's, there seems to be this, uh, eagerness from, you know, parents and coaches and whatnot to, to get kids locked in from a very early age to one sport. And yet the benefits of playing multiple sports up and until that point, that's really refreshing to hear, uh, by the way, just that, you know, at, at eighth grade is when you made that decision. And, um, you know, you look at like a Randy Moss who there's, there's this really great 30 for 30 coming out on him, or maybe it's out already, but about how he was such a a gifted basketball player all through high school. And, you know, the, the age of, uh, Deion Sanders and Brian Jordans, and of course, Bo Jackson, you know, that seems to be all but gone. And yet, you know, you can't tell me, and I'm sure you'd agree with this, that, you know, if let's say you're out there playing tennis, that the eye hand coordination, uh, doesn't help you with the high hand coordination of shooting a basketball or swinging a bat or catching a football. So, um, so that's great. So you decided at eighth grade, what were some of the sports you played before that? Um, I actually, I consider the sport cause, uh, I'm such an advocate of it, but, uh, I was actually a chess player growing up <laughs> and, um, I did, I did chess, football, basketball, and um, I stopped playing baseball at the age of 12. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, yeah. I got hit. <laughs> um, you know, the ball was starting to come a little faster than, than expected. And um, I got hit one time, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done, Mom. I can't, one, I can't play. one ball? How fast was the ball traveling? <laughs> I, I'm I'm not sure, but I know. That's all it took? That picture, yeah, that's all it took. I hit one time with that ball. Or when you Why have not? you have 300-pound linemen wanting to take your head off now and <laughs> – one ball, that's all it took? That's all it took. That one ball hit me so hard. Was, I, I remember, like, I, you know, I'm a right-handed batter, so it, it hit me, like, in my left, like, towards, like, my left back shoulder bone. I was like, yeah, I, I, I can't do it. Well, it, I forget who said this um, uh, recently. Uh, it was either a commentator or a player at the time, but, um, you, you know, because we just – now I should have asked this first. Are you a baseball fan? Do you follow the, the pro game? Do you have a, a love for a team, let's say the Braves perhaps? Um, I actually don't. Um, I do enjoy I, – I, I did enjoy playing it, but um, the reason I don't really um, follow baseball is because it, it, the game to me takes so long to even just get done. But but one thing I would do is watch highlights. I watch highlights all day, all night, but – um, as far as just sitting down and just kick back watching the game, yeah, that's not me. I do enjoy going to the games. I've been to several Braves games, you know, but um, I say half the time I'm not really watching the game. And I, I don't know if that's, if, that's, if that's the norm or not. But um, For the casual fan, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I make the same argument about pro football. Please don't take offense to that. I I, <laughs> I, I love the college game uh, of football. I mean, because it's different, you know, and you have the the, the triple option. I mean, watching the triple option yesterday, you know, Georgia Tech, historically in the last, you know, 10, 15 years, 
does not get the athletes that the SEC gets, except for you, of course. But, um, but you know they they don't they don't get these these huge just you know the 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 overly athletically gifted for whatever reason it feels though that that shift is changing especially with FSU last year and you look at yesterday I mean you had Clemson won and FSU won granted Florida's yeah. way down right now uh, Louisville though this is their first ACC but you know the the good old basketball conference is making its presence known in football so. Mm-hmm. On paper, Georgia Tech should have gotten crushed by Georgia, let's say. But yeah. But then you have the triple option. And I'm telling you, Georgia's defense in that second half, they couldn't stop a, you know, a feather duster coming through the line the way that Tech was executing the triple option. And yes, um, I'm sure you were proud to see that. Yeah, I was. Yeah, and that's, and that's, and that's one thing. Um, a lot of people ask me, you know, how did, how did Tech win, you know, in – that's the one thing about that offense, you know. Um, a, lot, a lot of people love to call it high school offense, but um, when you have high caliber players running that high school offense. I mean, it's almost unstoppable. I mean, just just because how the whole scheme is set up. I mean, the offense is it is it, is made to be ran in every way against any defense. I mean, literally, whatever defense you have for the option, we have about fifteen plays for that one defense. And you know, and that just tells you the type of the type of um, brain power that you have to have to even be in that offense because um, we would check a play three times if we had to at that line of scrimmage just because you lined up a certain way. And um, um, yeah, so it's it's as far as like having the, you know the the cabin athletes of other schools. You know, I, I can admit we you know we usually don't don't recruit that, especially with that type of offense. Cause, you know, guys look at it as uh, a setback. You know, if they're trying to. Do you know do the pro level, and um, you know sometimes NFL teams can, can kind of um, frown upon the, the triple option. So you know guys, the good athletes you know tend to stray away from it. But when you get good athletes running running that triple option, man, it's it's something else to watch. They proved that yesterday. Yeah, and and you being a chess person, which by the way I absolutely love and absolutely think is a sport. It is the sport of kings. Nice. So yeah, um, it is a chess match, and I think. Uh, you know, Paul Johnson uh, unfairly has been criticized and blasted, you know, in Atlanta uh, sports media for the last four or five years because of this quote unquote high school offense. And I really loved, um, you know, he was very, very gracious uh, in saying when someone was trying to, some reporters were trying to goad him into, in, in, into gloating about winning in Athens in the way that they did. And he just said two things about, you know, what does it mean to beat Georgia? And he, the first thing he said was, it means that they have to take down that stupid "We Own the State" banner for a year, and then, yeah. and then secondly, he underhandedly say, "Yeah, sometimes that old high school offense helps you out in certain ways." So, um, with 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 Johnson as the chess master, what was it like being coached by him? It was um, it was a great experience. Um, um, he, he's about business, you know, and um, he's a lost a lot know. of weight, by the way. Yeah, he has. He has. He actually has. Uh, you know, back my freshman year, he had lost back in 09, um, 2010, year, he had actually lost a lot of weight. I, I remember him him and uh, Demarius having a competition as far as weight. And um, <laughs> he, he, he had lost a, a, lot, a lot of weight back then. But, um, yeah, pl- uh, playing, playing for Coach Johnson, man, it was, it was a great experience. I mean, he's, I think, like, he, he's all about business and um and you know, a lot of people love to say he he seems stubborn. Um, 
stubborn or he's he, he mean and all that, but you know, being around him you know, four years straight, he, he's he, he's the total opposite of that, and um, he's um, very caring and um, and as you see, likes to get the job done, and he would let that be known in the game, at practice, and meetings. It don't matter where you at, you know, everything's fine, you know, and we all, you know. We all like each other, and we all know why we're here, but um, we need to win, and he definitely emphasizes that. Yeah, well, that's great. And, and you know, in the recruiting process, when he was recruiting you out of high school, what, what was what was the thing that sold it, that sold Georgia Tech to you? Um, it was so many things. Um, one, you know, the, how much they ran the ball. Um, there you like, go. That'll do it. <laughs> Yeah, that, that 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 would definitely do it. And I'm like, you know, I I knew I wanted to get a piece of that, and I knew the type of run I was. And um, uh, it, it was, it's funny the, the way I imagined the, the things I could do in that offense. I actually uh, was able to do that. It came to fruition um, eventually. And um, um, and um, you know, they had this one stat that was every one in seven graduate becomes a millionaire within the lifespan at Tech, and, and I was like, yeah, you know, I would love to do that. And, of course, you know, the, the academics in the city, I just it just seemed like I had a um, a total package going to Georgia Tech at, at the time, and um, um, I definitely don't don't regret it. Yeah, well, you know, you know what they say, right, about Georgia Tech grads versus Georgia grads? <laughs> What's that? What happens to all Georgia grads after they graduate from UGA? They go work. Know. They go work for tech grads. <laughs> I think I have heard that one before. I have heard that one. Yeah. Now, granted, you could you could you could take these college jokes and and apply them to any said rivalry, but it it, it holds particularly true to the Georgia Georgia Tech thing. I think for for whatever reason, um, yeah. you graduated um, College of Management, and oh, yeah. um, uh, we're we're curious uh, as to. You know, what was it like? I mean, sadly, you know, you were so much fun to watch and uh, you're you, you didn't get to play in that last bowl game in the El Paso Bowl um, injury, I think, to the shoulder. Yes, sir. My shoulder came out. I, I, well, I, I did return the third quarter. OK, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I was I was probably working at my day job, so I, I don't know if I absorbed the whole game. But mm-hmm. coming off of that. What was it like, the process of, I mean, you, you know, you have your degree in hand and yet you've got all this talent. What was it like trying, to, I mean, uh, what was it like trying to go pro? And where are um, you right now with that? Uh, I told, it, was, it was a very tough process. I was definitely excited, anxious to see how it would go. Um, my agents was actually uh, at, at, at that, that bowl game in El Paso and, um, you know, I got to got to hang out with them for a little bit after the game, and um, um, you know, it's it's one of those process where it's it's, it's definitely frustrating it, sometimes. Um, like I was saying, as far as the NFL and that triple option, you know, I, I feel like I'm one of the uh, coming out. I was one of the one of the better runners. Um, well, you also, um, I, I'm surprised that that one of these NFL teams hasn't put you on the kick return. You yeah, know, yeah. If nothing uh, else. Yeah, well, I was actually um, when I was in Green Bay last year, I was I was actually the the kick returner for practice, and um, um, I, I could see that that was a definitely um, that, that was an upsize 
um, a plus as far as getting me active or getting me on the team um, quicker than any other guy that was just a regular running back coming in. And uh, I contribute on I could contribute on special teams. And um, but it's, it's, as far as me, as far as the NFL thing now, um, it's one of those things where it's, it's, it's kind of tough, you know, when when you sit back and think and you and I, I, of course, I mean, I feel great as far as my shoulder, uh, you know, any, as far as my body, you know, just for me not playing this year, if anything, I feel very well rested and um, just ready to, you know, hopefully get back on that, get on that gridiron. Uh, right now, I'm just, I'm just one of them things where I'm just waiting on the team, um, contemplating, you know, I, I would hate to give up the sport just, just for the sake of just my, my inner state. Um, I just feel like I'd be letting myself down. So um, right now, I'm in that I'm in that limbo area where it's like you know do I want to continue pursuing football or uh, do I want to live the real world and you know I I, I trust me the I, real world will be there whenever that comes man yeah <laughs> you're a young I look back and feel like I wait you know uh, some God given talent that you know is most people just don't get in it. but it's it's tough because as I, as I try to tell people when I talk to them about the situation you know it's like um, yeah you know. Football is is a great thing, and I and I'm blessed to be able to play it well. But it's like you know, bills don't stop. <laughs> oh yeah, so, no, understood. Yeah. I mean, I went to film school, and of course, they all tell you that you know you gotta. I mean, you know, you, you they, they kind of presented it with two different two different paths. Path number one: you become an auteur, you make a short film, you leverage everything you have at that moment, and try and put it in a film festival and you know, see if, see if you get bitten by the shark, so to speak, and somebody actually, you know, wants it. And then the other is to, you know, go work on productions and eat. And so I chose the latter because yeah, you know, that's such as life, but, um, you know, as a, as a Georgia tech grad and you have your degree and, um, that speaks volumes about, you know, your, uh, your ability to see outside of just, you know, the sport. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, you know, I, I have to say watching, you know, the Falcons, which is my team where they're on hard knocks this, this past preseason. And I I think to myself, man, Orwin would fit perfectly on this team. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. I heard that a lot from a lot of people, especially from this area. Yeah. Well, is it, is it simply a process of waiting for your agent or, I, I, I mean, are you still connected to green Bay at all? Um, not, not really. Um, um, it's, it's, it's one of them things where you just sort of have to wait. And, um, you know, my agent, my agent's uh, consistently pushing and, um, keeping my name relevant. Um, sometimes I even check myself to go on NFL and, um, look at free agents and look at running backs and see who's available and, you know, how far you have you ranked and, um, you know, just, just for the fact that I'm still in the running, you know, after, you know, I graduated in 12. It's, you know, it it gives me hope. So um, that's, that's that's another reason why I don't I don't give it up. But um, I, I I plan on training this January all the way up to to Georgia Tech's pro day and attending pro day because I never I, I never have done a pro day. Really? Um, yeah. And um, well, you're probably of like, coming off an injury after graduation yeah, still. Yeah, because because of the shoulder thing with the with the um, the bowl game. Right. And, um, this past year, I, I didn't, I didn't do a pro day because I was, I was signed with Green Bay, so it was basically no reason to. And um, so this year, and me and my agent, you know, we talking. You never know because around, around week, 
uh, 15, 16 in, in, in the NFL. They they start getting ready for the you know the, the 2015 team. So um, you know they, they start signing guys as, as far as you know getting them ready for, for training camp and 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 all that. So hopefully you know if anything I don't have to do another pro day because a team grabbed me before the draft and they want they want to bring me in. But if not, um, I do plan on doing the pro day and kind of kind of showing. But I haven't been able to show these past couple of years, and and the team picked me up because um, I don't want to give it up too quick. But I, I kind of have made my mindset up to where if it's not if it's not the NFL, I don't or I don't know. A, hopefully, some type of development league. Um, I don't see myself doing any type of um, CFL or um, arena ball. That's just not my yeah. Know, forte. I just it's, it's too cold for one in Canada and uh, <laughs> arena too ball. Too expensive too. Yeah, that the, too. You the, know. the tax rules there, unless you're, you know, the 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 guy. Not saying you couldn't be, but I mean, I mean, it, we were talking about in the baseball realm. Um, Russell Martin, the all-star catcher, just signed with Toronto, and how such a big deal that is because free agents of all levels they don't like going to Canada. I mean, the the tax rules. Anyway, that's neither here or there. I interrupted, so no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't belong in arena. You don't belong in CFL. Yeah, you you belong on the gridiron on the yeah. hundred yards or one hundred and twenty, exactly. as it were. And um, so yeah, I'm just I'm just waiting, and um, hopefully one day I can um, suit up and and actually be out there on the NFL field. I look forward to that day as well, man. And I'll tell you something I I was taught growing up, um, and you know my athletic career. <laughs> <laughs> ended fairly quickly um but is that 90 percent of work any work you know and 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 you're at that rare rare place in life that so many people can only dream about where um your talents can be your job and yes. it's hard it's hard to quantify that where you know people think of sports as recreation and games and they never think in terms of what it would be like to, you know, make a living off of it, but you're at that place. And, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, you know, 90% of it is showing up and then the other 10% is whatever the other 10% is, you know, and when you figure that out, let me know so I can, uh, apply that. But yeah, definitely. you only get one shot at, you know, the athleticism that exists in the human body. And mm -hmm. we were talking, we've talked, uh, coach and I ad nauseum about, poor Dan Ugla for the Braves and it looks as if his talent just left him you know all of a sudden now baseball is different it's such a particular skill and a, a true art form um but you you never know when that moment is and so while you can you might as well so yeah so well Orwin thank you so much it's such a pleasure having you um when is uh when is pro day um, it's usually sometime around March. Um, I know last year it was uh, towards the end of March, like um, the twenty second. Um, but it's, it's usually in March. Texas, so, well, I you know I'd love to. Uh, we'll be looking for you. You know, I, this uh, podcast is uh, totally mobile. So when you have that pro day, you let us know. We'll come down and hype you up. And, uh, you know, as a college of management degree, wherever the chips fall, you could always be an agent and they clean up, <laughs> they make, yeah. they, you'll, you'll be that one in seven millionaire, maybe faster than you ever thought possible. So, yes, sir. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm definitely praying. 
All right. So who are you going to trash talk the most to uh, for the next year with this Georgia Tech victory in overtime over UGA in Athens? Um, I have a lot of it's, – it's, it's a lot of people down here that are, that are UGA fans, and I, and I actually know um, I actually have some friends that are that, that are Georgia fans, and um, so I'm, I'm going to talk a lot of trash to them, and, uh, and I'm looking forward to being um, FSU because um, my, my uncle is a Florida State fan. So you know, once we once we sweep them, once we sweep them guys, there's going to be a lot of trash talking going. Oh yeah, I, I look forward to that as well. There's certainly not a whole lot I like about FSU. Um, yeah. Now let me ask you this: How big are you dreaming? Are you thinking that Orange Bowl, or do you think there's an outside chance that uh, you, we might be seeing Georgia Tech penciled into that college football playoff? Hey, that'll be that'll be a dream come true. I mean, I, I love to see God. I love to see that happen. But you know what? The way the way this 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 college football thing is set up, I don't I don't think the viewers will want to see triple option in that playoff system. We could we could beat Florida State by fifty points. And I don't think they was they would not put us in that top four, which is you know? so which is so ironic because the Iron Bowl last year, which was the you know nothing short of incredible, it was the triple mm-hmm. option. It was the read option that defeated Alabama. It was, yeah, and, and they and yeah, and they, and they ran to perfection. Oh, they did. They they did. That was the most incredible display of of that old high school system beating the big bad you know, pro system that Saban brings. So I, I find that incredibly ironic. And yet yesterday's game was truly just one of the most entertaining sporting events I've I've had the the privilege of going to see in person. So Yeah. So we'll see. I hold out hope, you know. I, I really think that we'll see the rankings this week, but you beat Florida State and you beat them soundly and you look at a resume that has big wins over Virginia Tech, uh Clemson um, yeah. Georgia, uh, Miami. Um, yeah. You throw the undefeated national defending national champions. I don't know. That's a convincing case that we belong in one of those four. Or Tech belongs in one of those four. So we'll just yeah. have to we'll just have to wait and see. So, well, thank you so much again, man. Good luck to you with everything that you do, and uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Ah, our pleasure. We hope to have you again real soon, man. Yes, sir. A special thanks, as always, to all of you listening out there on SoundCloud.com and checking us out on iTunes. Uh, Be sure to follow us on Twitter at RunningTheBase or like us on Facebook and like us on Facebook with the Running the Bases Facebook page. This has been Tucker Wells, special guest Orwin Smith. We're at the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown.